Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Thursday edition of the show. We are well into the free agency period, and it's time for us to take a look at what's transpired and talk about teams that have no direction. So we're going to call some teams out on some, some visionless roster building here, if you will. Kyle? I know you're excited for this one. What's going on, man? Well, here's the thing. I don't know what I've signed myself up for because I (laughs) said a couple teams right beforehand, and you were like, no, I don't think any of those teams necessarily qualify. So I don't even know who you're going to talk about right now. I like that. and I There's there's a suspense component of Mm. today's podcast, and I hope that people can feel the tension in the air. It's been a tense week here on the podcast, Kyle. We fought a little, you know. When do we fight? We didn't fight. We don't fight. See, uh, what was that? It was the day I, I I clapped back at you for your Bills hate. Was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. I'm just trying to put together an entertaining podcast for the people. All right. Let's see if we can do that here. Um, all right. You want me to go first since you're so yeah. suspenseful? Yeah. I think you need to drop the first hat here or the first shoe. Well, I mean, I want to talk about the Redskins. And I, and I feel bad for them because – I think they were probably counting on Alex Smith to be the guy, if you will, for at least a few seasons to carry this thing along with a serviceable quarterback. And now, I mean, Case Keenum's the guy now. I think we know what that looks like. And I understand there's a season to play. I really do get that. But a lot of players leaving. Their big splash was paying – who do they pay? The safety, right? Landon Collins, six years, $84 million. Um, they've got a lot of needs. They don't necessarily have a ton of like draft capital, high draft capital. And I think that Jay Gruden's a bit of a lame duck coach right now. I just don't look at the, at the overall picture of the Washington Redskins as they cut, you know, just cut Zach Brown. What, who are the exciting young pieces on this roster? And what's the leadership like moving this forward? I know that with Dan Snyder's there's going to be a ton of, in instability with that, but I just, I do not like where this team is going. I really don't. Well, this is kind of anticlimactic because I agree with you hundred percent with the Washington Redskins and kind of a victim of circumstances. As you said, that, you know, you can't plan on Alex Smith uh, befelling the injury that he did and, and really has the potential to handcuff this franchise. And, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And, you know, Case Keenum's not going to be the answer. We all know that. And it's a question of does this team allow Alex Smith's injury to hold them in lingo until there's some clarity on what his long term vibe or 
prospects are as be as far as being able to play again. You know, it's a very difficult position to be in. You know, you you just gave up capital for this player. Getting attacked by my cat here. <laughs> His tail just whipped me in the face. Um, you gave up capital and a new contract extension for Alex Smith. And uh, you know, we we talk a lot about you know, quarterbacks being the face of the franchise. And I think sometimes it kind of gets washed under the rug as being cliche, but really in the case of the Redskins, like I don't know how you progress right now. I mean, you, you're letting guys like Preston Smith walk out the door, which is surprising to me. And they've always felt like they've had a type defensively, mm-hmm. a type of guy. And, um, they still stay true to the fact that they have some identity as far as what kind of players they like and prefer. But the long-term direction of the team, I agree with you, Joe, is something that's very much in limbo right now. It's like, who are the dudes, right? Like you're counting on Darius guys coming back from injury and like igniting this offense. Who's the playmakers? Like who are you? Who's I just look over this thing and I'm like, Paul Richardson and Josh Dotson. I mean, is that what we're counting on here? Got some offensive linemen that's been injured non-stop over recent years. Greg, uh, who's the corner? Josh Norman? Yeah. I mean, you got a safety now in Landon Collins? I don't know. I just, it seems like, it seems like a lifeless roster. Well, and I'm sure we're pissing people off, but we're just being honest about what these teams look like right now. Well, it's like, the best case for Washington was what? Like, DK Metcalf doesn't run 4-3-3 and (laughs) could potentially be there at 15? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I mean, I like because some of their it, big people, but yeah, they've—I mean, they've got big, strong bodies. They got a, a sturdily built set of trenches, and they're hoping to be able to run the football with Darius Geis and Brandon Scherf coming back from injury, and um, Trent Williams uh, and Morgan Moses being healthy. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're, they're, nice they're big bodies. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then they've got this Alabama conglomerate on the <laughs> defensive line, like, and uh. You need dudes. You need guys that can they, make plays, they, right? They have, pieces, they have pieces. They don't have playmakers. Right. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Well, and so they have a chance to do that here in the draft, but they pre, they seem pretty stagnant in free agency, and so I don't think the help's going to come there. Oh, but they weren't stagnant. They just spent it on – they Collins. oddly appropriated their funds. Yeah. yeah Landon Collins and let Zach, release Zach Brown, who's one of the top five linebackers in football last year per PFF, Preston Smith's – out and let door. Preston Smith walk. Yeah, Hot I would rather have probably gone. You know, I would rather have Preston Smith and Zach Brown than Lenny Collins. And I think that's a really good point. And that's how you have to think about a lot of this stuff: is who don't you have because you have one guy, right? So, and sometimes that's fo- foolish discussion. I really believe that. But if Landon Collins is going to cause holes at linebacker and pass rusher, he's probably not worth it, right? Right. So you you have to play in an extremely high level to mask right the downgrades at other positions, kind of like the, the war concept in baseball, right? Like wins above replacement. Who was, I was talking with somebody that's they're They're going to try to make that a thing in the NFL. I have no idea how you do it. I was talking to an analytics guy here in recent weeks, actually, and they're working on war statistics for football. And I had a thousand and one questions and we talked for like two hours. Um, I just saw somebody reference it. it with the Odell Beckham trade. And okay. it was like the pieces that the, the giants brought back, in the trade for Odell Beckham is an expected like 1.8 wins above replacement or something like that. And Odell, like last year by himself was worth like 1.95. I, 
I mean, I, I like the stat for baseball. It makes sense for baseball because baseball, let's face it, is an individual st- sport, right? Right. Like, There's right. one one stimulant <laughs> on every single play. Right. In football, like how much – look at the Colts, right? Ryan Kelly, for example. All of a sudden he got better because the guards next to him were better. Like right. so, context is so important for, for football more so than baseball. It'll be interesting to see how that progresses because – the, the space is hungry for stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the implementation of it is difficult. Do we have breaking news right now on the on the podcast, if, Joe? Break it, because I don't know what it is. This would be a Hold real on. reaction. Hold on. Okay, I'm really excited. Uh, Kyle is going to break news here to me. You guys will know what it is. We're recording at 1.17 p.m. on Wednesday. No, no. False alarm. False alarm. I had... Oh, it was. it's probably in reaction to Tyrod Taylor signing with the Chargers. Because Adam Beasley, who's a Miami guy for the Herald, put out a tweet that says, the best available quarterback is dot, 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 Ryan Tannehill. I'm like, did they cut him while we're on the air? And no. It's it's just because Tyrod's gone... Tannehill's like openly known to be available. How anticlimactic that sucks. Sorry, guys. God, I'm so stupid. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. Uh, directionless teams. Can we talk about the New York Giants? I, I think you're going to disagree with me on this one. You're crazy. With the Giants? For me to disagree with you. I thought this this, this is the poster child for okay. the discussion. Okay, good, 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 good. Because <laughs> uh, I said three teams. <laughs> and you clap back a little bit. So yeah, the Giants got to that one yet. So listen, I said this last night, or I guess I technically I said this Tuesday night, unless Dave Gettleman is getting a time machine back <laughs> in return for Odell Beckham. This plan sucks. Okay. <laughs> you look at the offensive line, 
cool. It's like the Redskins. You got big physical bodies up front. You got Nate Solder, Will Hernandez, you know, have Kevin Zeitler. You're probably going to take an offensive tackle at right tackle, Jawan Taylor inside the top 10 or Cody Ford in the top 20. Like, let's go ahead and pencil it in. Like, it's really likely that they're going to take an offensive lineman with one of those two first-round picks because they want to give the ball to Saquon Barkley 30 times a game. And that's cool because Saquon Barkley is a stud and, like, I'm going to appreciate Saquon before the Giants completely run him into the ground. But this this model does not work anymore. You cannot do this anymore. And you hear the Giants passing up quarterbacks at number two, Sam Darnold specifically being the one that was in consideration the most, and he went to pick after to the Jets, uh, taking a running back in that spot, continuing to stand by Eli Manning, trading your best player, Odell Beckham, after you signed him how long ago to a contract? Yeah, less than a year. Just there, there is no foresight whatsoever other than we want to run the football, which cool, Dave. Like that's fine, but it, the dude rubs me the wrong way because he he gets on his his podium and gives his press conference and you know, pokes fun at analytics people and talks about how he doesn't believe in it and it's hocus pocus and. You know, he's doing the thing with his fingers where he's pretending to type in. But Dave, like, if you look around the room and all you see is idiots, guess what? You're probably the dumb one. And that's how I feel about the Giants in this direction right now. It's Carolina all over again, man. At the end of the end of the time there, even D'Angelo Williams put on Twitter, kind of clapped back at him and said, I told you guys he was the problem. And they had a uh, pretty – Abrupt ending, same thing, same thing with Steve Smith and some other big-name Panthers players. But here's the thing with the Giants. What, man, do, you, got, what do you call it, the salt wagon? I think so. <laughs> here's the thing, man. When Mike Francesca is the only guy that agrees with what you're doing, you're probably oh, yeah. effing it up, man. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Like, And I get it. They have draft capital, right? I get it. Do you really trust Dave Gettleman to cash that in? I mean, they're picking – with their picks, are they going to turn this into Daniel Jones and Cody Ford, Kyle? Probably. What a disaster. Gun to my head, it's Jawan Taylor or Cody Ford and Daniel Jones with two top 20 picks. Daniel, I mean, Eli Manning, David Cutcliffe, the pedigree. You know that Dave Gettleman can't get him enough Eli. Maybe you think it feels he's getting like, reincarnating Daniel it Jones. It feels like the most obvious set of dots to connect. Oh, what a disaster. What a disaster. <sighs> This is like the like we just talked about the Redskins. Like this is like way worse than the Redskins. Yes, yeah. way. It's worse. a good time to be a Cowboys fan or an Eagles fan. Oh my God! You <laughs> the, look at look at this. And I, I said this. I was talking to my brother yesterday. We're talking about uh, the Bills play this division next year. So between the two Dolphins games, the Giants and Redskins, you feel like you're four and zero. Oh. You go six and six the rest of the way. You're ten and six. Yeah. And I'm, I, and I'm not taking a shot at the Dolphins. You know I respect what they're doing right now. But the reality is, my God, the 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 Eagles and Cowboys should be starting off the year 4-0. Right. 6-6 six and six the rest of the way, you're 10-6. They got the game against the Dolphins. I don't know, man. This giant stuff, you got to – Gettleman's got to go. But at the same time, this you're committing to this course right now. You're empowering Dave Gettleman. It's his blueprint. I don't know, man. I'm not well, excited here's, about what's here's going the, on. Here's the crazy thing, right? Because, like, 
Last year was his first year at the helm for the Giants, correct? Oh, yeah, well, yes. So then they make the picks, and they get some criticism for passing over a quarterback. And then the second half of the year takes place, and it's like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, that wasn't that bad. Like, okay, let's recalibrate. You know, you guys get another crack at it. And it's like, Groundhog Day. We're doing it all over again. And it's like, Dave, come on, man. Like, wake up. You can't do the exact you, – you can't double down on this philosophy, even though it didn't turn out to be terrible in the second half of the year. But at the first half of the year, my God, this team was terrible. I hope Saquon doesn't become Barry Sanders 2.0. Let's not talk about it. We will not speak it into existence. Um, man, I feel bad, but like, I got to talk about the Bengals, right? Committing, yeah, committing money to Preston Brown and Bobby Hart. Those are replacement <laughs> players, man. Those aren't guys you want eating up your cap space. Now I'll give the Bengals some credit. I'll defend them a little bit because they have Zach Taylor as their coach. And so at least from that regard, you have a new direction in terms of leadership of the football team. And I just get, they're going to trade AJ Brown, maybe. I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I like a lot of the young players on this team. I do not trust their scouting department to con- to continue to build this thing the right way. Um a lot a lot being put on a, a really raw coach in Zach Taylor, who I think is look, I think there's some appeal there. But those two contracts are very scary to me. Now we'll see what they do at quarterback if they continue to defend Andy Dalton. Maybe they'll be the team that goes and gets Dwayne Haskins. But the more I look at this Bengals team, I just get nervous about where it's going. And I I don't know. I just, can you win there? Is, is the ownership too much of a problem? Is the, the lack of resources in the front office going to put the, put you so far behind the rest of the league that you got, it's an uphill climb. When you see what's going on with Cleveland, you see what's going on with Kansas City potentially. With I mean, they got some questionable moves here, but I just feel like the Rams. You, you, there's such an uphill climb to get on the same level of those teams, and I just get more nervous every day that the Bengals are just gonna, they're just not going to get there. Dude, I have to bite my tongue every time I hear someone say the name Bobby Hart. Three years, twenty-one million. Nobody was remember? paying him that. I know, I know, and I'm, I'm going to keep my thoughts on. Bobby and his quality of play to myself. But um, how do you think A.J. Green feels right now? Contract's up after this year. Buy his time, brother. But do they let him walk? Or do they franchise tag him? Oh, God. Trade him right now. Free free A.J. Yeah, free free, free A.J. Green. A.J. Green. Send him to Pittsburgh. Send him to Buffalo. No. Send him somewhere. I want to see Pittsburgh crash and burn. This is technically another team that I want to give a hard time today. You on the should. Show. You should. I mean, I don't know if the team necessarily doesn't have direction as much as they're just lacking leadership at the top of the board. Really feels like Ben Roethlisberger is in the, a position with this this locker room and this team that can say whatever he wants and the repercussions aren't there and it's rubbing players the wrong way and really toxic environment and it's it's at the point now where it's gone too far and 
like John has spoke openly, our coworker at the draft network about like, this has been a little bit of a time coming now. And I don't know how you stop this wheel from spinning. Now Antonio Brown's gone. They still have some young talent. Juju Smith-Schuster obviously is a, a great young asset and has chemistry with Ben Roethlisberger, and that's great. And the running game was fine, and they're doing well to retain the offensive line. But with all that said, I just – this is a team that's trending the wrong way. They have made bad decisions with their drafting on the defensive side of the football because they care about athletes more than football players. And I don't know how much of this is just an overcorrection from drafting Bud Dupree right? Where you, you, you go out and you get not Bud Dupree. Who was the one they took before? Jarvis Jarvis Jones, right? Yeah, Georgia kid. Not even a good yeah. athlete. Jar, <laughs> Jar, Jarvis Jones, productive college player, yeah. horrible testing athlete. They took him in the first round anyway, and he went over like a fart in church. And ever since, Pittsburgh's kind of been re-keen on <laughs> We want athletes on the defensive side of the football. You know, guys got to test well, the spark score, and da da da. And it's like, well, how about guys that know what they're doing? Because it, just generally speaking, like almost every Pittsburgh defensive pick that they've made at the top of the draft in recent years has not materialized. This is NFL Under Review, local experts on the biggest NFL stories. The NFL Honors Award Show was last week and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Lockdown Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore. And don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns. He had 53 total tackles. Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I, I think John did a good job talking about this on the Twitch stream the other night where continuity has been fine in Pittsburgh. They've never been here, right? They've never been in the situation where they're kind of on the brink of this thing kind of falling out from underneath them. They don't know what to do. They don't know what it looks like. It's always been business as usual in Pittsburgh. Everything's fine. They're always competitive. They're always competing, make deep runs in the playoffs and all that type of stuff. They've never been up against a situation here where you got to get tense. This isn't working. We're, the league's outpacing us. We've made bad decisions, and we're, we're kind of stuck. And I, I just don't think they know what to do. I, I think they're in for a rude awakening this year. Obviously, Ben, you know, Ben's a good football player, and you're probably going to be competitive because you have him. But I mean, imagine what that team looks like without Ben. Oh, well, I think that's probably the concern they have because they keep <laughs> they moved on from Bell and Brown. I don't. I mean, you got to be able to make this stuff work, and um, we'll see. I mean, it, it's. Pittsburgh, I thought they had a chance to make a run last year and then everything kind of fell out from underneath them. And I don't think it gets better this year. I don't. Joe, I do have breaking news on the pod. Okay. This is real this time? Yes, this is real. It's confirmed. I'm looking. I'm looking at it right at. You 
can reserve your 2019 Buffalo Bills season tickets right now <laughs> for as low as $350. What a time to put that out there, brother. I saw that earlier, actually. It's right, it's right here on the timeline. Yeah, man. What I mean, yeah, you're a ticket guy. The Bills just made a splashy series of moves there. I mean, no, they didn't. Oh, I'm not. I'm not engaging this discussion. I'm not going to fall over myself or Cole Beasley. Excuse me. Read the article I wrote. No, I'm not taking your bait. My, I made a, I made a, uh, a resolution <laughs> myself. I'm not taking your bait anymore. I'm not going to. Why not? Because it's not worth it. Dude, not- I can get I can get six tickets right now, three hundred fifty dollars a piece. Season ticket holders in the three hundred level. Do it, man. You're closer to Buffalo than me, man. You can go see yeah, Josh Allen come play. No, yeah, absolutely. Up? Yeah, we'll come up for some games and have a good time. Cool, man. cool. Watch him overthrow five yard slants in the flat. It's your turn for player. Oh, I was going to say that's going to be the new norm when, uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever those comments are made. You have to edit this podcast a lot. No, I'm not. I'm not editing shit, man. <laughs> not not taking your crap, man. Not taking it. I'm sitting here. No, I'm not even going to respond. <laughs> I was, was going to give positive feedback to the Dolphins and how I respect they're they're embracing the suck. But I'm also. Not I mean, it, it's a direction. It's just not a good direction to go. Why is it not a good direction? I mean, it's not going to be a pleasant direction. Oh to go. yeah, you've got two years of shit, man. You're going to yeah. win six games over the next two years combined. And everyone's going to be surprised when it happens. Oh, right. the Dolphins. What are they I mean, doing? They I, suck. I already have, like, I write, write Dolphins Wire for USA Today, and there's already fans that are like, this stupid team, they're not <laughs> signing anybody. For, it's like, you guys really don't get how a rebuild works at all, do you? You just, you, you expect them to say, yeah, we're going to rebuild, and then come out and pay Trey Flowers $90 million and Juwan James $60 million and – Go out and and go after Nick Foles when he got twenty two million dollars a year. Like I just I don't get. What's your expectation when they've openly said, "Yeah, we're gonna start from scratch," and you know, year one is a foundational year, and we don't care necessarily if we don't make the playoffs year one because we want to build the foundation of the team right. And like these fans are like, "Oh, you guys suck! You aren't signing anybody in free agency." <laughs> they just want the same crap they've been seeing for the last fifteen I years. Guess. It's unbelievable to me. Embrace the suck. I. I'm not bringing up the Dolphins on this podcast as a directionless team because their direction is to be honest where they're at, rip the Band-Aid off, and try to get young, exciting football players on this team. Yep, They've got right. a couple on defense, but my God, this is a horrible roster. And that's okay. That's where they're at right now. They've got a lot of work to do, but the course is late. You just took the first step. There's 25 steps to come before you're competing. But let's not sit there and dog on the Dolphins for what they're doing. They're going to suck. Let's not be surprised when they suck. And let's look at this thing in three years. So who's a directionless team for you? Then? I had the big ones that I wanted to say, and it's actually your turn. I wanted you to Is say, it my turn? Yeah, there's one that you said in the pre-show that I the was Raiders? ready to defend. Yeah, I'm ready to defend yeah. the Raiders. You're going to defend the Raiders? Not that I love what they're doing, but I do. They're, they're, absolutely, they have a direction. What's their direction then? I want you to sell me. Give me your elevator pitch. Oh, 30 God. seconds right now. What's the direction of the uh, Raiders? Day after I said, what was that stupid thing I said about Blake Bortles yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> How am I in these positions? Defending the Raiders and Blake Bortles. No, the direction is that they have a ton of draft capital. Their direction is John Gruden. They've got nine more de- years with him. They've got Mike Mayock as their GM. They're believing in these people. I'm not saying that I agree with their direction, but I think you can look at this team and say there is clearly a direction. Now, do you think this team still has direction if they trade up and take Kyler Murray? 
Yeah. What's the direction then? What's you the bl- offensive identity of this football team then? Playmaking. Big I, plays? I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. There's no and way your offensive do tackles it. are going to be heavy-footed Trent Brown, who, you know, he played admirably in, in games last year and played admirably under Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan. But you're going to ask Trent Brown and Colt Miller to pass block for an extended amount of time so that you could take deep shots down the field with Kyler Murray and Antonio Brown. I didn't say I agree with the direction, Kyle. I'm saying that I see the direction. It's identifiable. They have assets. I, I th- they have I a think lot of assets I, at their disposal. They have draft capital at their disposal. Right, and they got a hit. And they're going to spurn it because they're going to trade it all away, getting super aggressive in this year's draft. At least there's a direction. All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll have to take this one to the people. We want the people to, to weigh in and, and tell us who you think the most directionless teams are in the NFL. You can reach us. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I am at Grinding Tape on Twitter. And uh, make sure you hit us up. Let us know. We love engaging with you guys. Joe, we're due for Twitch soon, aren't we? Yeah, we need to do one. I, I don't want to put you on. Like, we're not going to iron it out right now on the air, but like I saw John and Trevor get on one last night, and it was pretty lit. So I think we could have a lot of fun with the folks we hopped on. So. Maybe Sunday night. Let's, uh, I was gonna say let's talk about this separately. No Sunday night. Don't want to. No, I don't want to get everybody's hopes up. Sunday night we'll be on Twitch nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. That's early. I don't know. Maybe eleven. We will go crazy. It doesn't matter. I wake up when I want to. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. What time did you wake up this morning? Because you you woke up on Tuesday at what <laughs> three three twenty in the morning? You crazy psycho! It was, it was last week. Uh, I was the night that the. Um, the night before the Bills traded for Antonio oh, Brown, yeah, remember yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> I woke up at three. Took woke up at three to take a piss. I'm like, I got a lot of work to do. I just started. Just got just to get work. Up and go. Three thirteen. I'm firing off messages in Slack, getting articles posted. What a great life, man. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what the hell? Like, I remember like five thirty and saw Miss Slack messages from Joe. I'm like, whatever, dude. These weren't here, and I went to bed at like one. So. Well, that's the thing is like last night we were all slacking until like one thirty. I'm like, I even thought about, I was like, man, <laughs> last week I was up two hours from now. So yeah, fun times, man. Draft season. Hashtag grinding the tape, baby. Tape's not going to grind itself. And we got to get the takes off. So you mean you can make sure you can find those takes. If you have takes for us for next week on takes on takes, hit, hit us up on Twitter, uh, swing over to the draftnetwork.com. We have some great content in correlation with free agency and how that is impacting the draft right now. A lot of good reads. So make sure you swing over, check it out. And of course, run a couple mock drafts. I'm Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening to the draft dudes podcast. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.